Hey, good morning and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. It's that day again. Yes, it's Jack Daniels Friday. And it's a great day to be alive in this beautiful January. The sun is shining. The birds are singing. We're just having the time of our lives out here in Deer Valley, Arizona. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. Yep, we offer all forms of legal, lawful tender. We ship it to you very innocuously, very privately, and you can put it away. And don't tell anyone you have it. Call one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You can head out onto the information superhighway. Nobody calls it that anymore. Uh, at allamericangold.com, you can order there as well. And I'm Eric Cedars from former CEO, shipping clerk, and janitor. Been retired for I don't know how many years now, maybe a half a decade or so. And uh, Joe, let me come in and do a show on Friday. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Joe. Happy Friday. Good good to see you. I didn't know if it was fake news or not. I, I was actually glad you <laughs> called and said, well, oh, he said he was coming, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> I know you don't like to announce that. I backed out on one before Christmas. But uh... but anyway, I saw Joe in the parking lot, and I said, well, it'd be fun to do. I haven't done one in a long you time. You know, I had this really sad look in my, on my face, and he, he, felt, did, bad. he, he, he bad. felt bad for I'm me. I'm like, all right, I'll do a show. So like my dog just kicked me or something. But, you know, it was kind of like when I first got off the unemployment rolls, I would still shoplift things because I want to, you know, you never know. I have to keep my skills up. <laughs> so Never say never. You never know. So, you know, I better do a radio show every now and then or I'll forget how to do it. Plus, I mean, you talk about a plethora of, well, plethora is not a big enough word. I mean, a cacophony of... of, of absolute lunacy running amok in this country it doesn't make any sense at all to me i don't figure i you know I, and i'm sure you people are the same it's getting to the point now where people have just quit thinking about it. and and you're probably the best way to deal with it is to not think and especially whatever you do for god's sake do not comment on the political state of things in this country no okay and then never hug your secretary and after that you'll be fine all right <laughs> No hugging, no touching. Listen, I'm telling you, Arlene's out there, you know, beautiful. She's a great gal and, and windy and gorgeous. And even my even my wife, some of the women are like, how ridiculous has this thing gotten? It's ridiculous. And I'll tell you, if you women don't knock it off, you're going back to the kitchen. <laughs> but, you know, how how far off? The second largest religion in America now is Islam. How far off are we? Listen, if you're going to cause trouble, just put on a burqa and go in the back office. I mean, you know, it's, I think we might be heading to that. This is a paid program and is provided for informational purposes only. <laughs> okay, maybe we'll, that might be a bad statement to go to the kitchen. That's probably, you'll probably get hate mail over that, but it's gone crazy. So apparently now, you know, if you, I don't know, you know, pick all men are sweating this, right? We all lived in the teens and the twenties, right? Well, you so, know, at some point though, is, is shouldn't there be like a and and whether it was right or wrong, I'm not gonna argue that point. But that's just the way it used to be. Like it's so something hey, thirty years ago this guy did this. Right, you well, not that it was right. But that was how it was. You know, you're in a, you haunted women. You know, right. all, we didn't know what else to do. We can't call, right? Right. Hey, right. Be really, you're right. Just because we're dumb, we don't know how to behave. Mister Microphone, now the commercial. Hey, good looking. We'll be back for you later. <laughs> Massive <Yeah>. lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I don't know. I mean, I don't know where it's going. Maybe the Burke is the answer. That'll just put an end to all of it. But uh, did anybody ever watch Archie Bunker? I mean, it's crazy, right? That's just how it was. So apparently, I don't know. You probably get, you know, I don't know where it's heading. So now you have to have all these sensitivity trainings. And I mean, if you even just, I guess you can't look at someone. That's a nice dress. You see, Saturday Night Live did a thing on it. I don't know if you saw it where they had Tom Brady. And Tom Brady's in an office setting like cubicles, and he walks out in his underwear to a gal and says, Hi, would you like to have dinner? And she goes, Yes, here's my phone number. <laughs> and then another guy comes out, a really nerd-looking guy, goes, Would you like to have dinner? The same gal picks up the phone, Get me the HR department. <laughs> so you can't figure it. But uh, it is the new world we live in. And, you know, I'm starting with the stuff that really, really, you know, probably impacts us all the least because... When we look at the economic and the well, the political climate, I mean, today the the big news is the Dreamers, and uh, yeah, I, I really can't tell you. I can't get a handle for where this is going to go because, you know, let's not forget that the and I was in the gold business when Reagan decided to go ahead and uh, take all the illegals that were here and make Give them all Ali Ali income free. Right, right, yeah. right, right. And Cheech and Song wrote the song "Born." They did, remember the parody? I don't know if you remember the song. You probably never heard Born in East L.A. Yeah, yeah, born in East L.A. Answer in English, if you can, where were you born, man? Who was the president? (laughs) John Wayne! That actor guy. So, you know, I don't know. I think it may happen again. So, But really, stop and think about the simple mechanics of this, because they lie. They say, how many dreamers? 40,000, 50,000, 70,000. It's 5 million, minimum. Minimum that are in here. Minimum. And my drink, what are we, we're talking about the my mom or dad snuck across and brought me with them when I was right, a kid. Right, the whole family. So I don't know how many are here because once you dream one, you're going to dream them all. They're all here. So the problem is, have you been to downtown Detroit lately and looked at the suburbs? Okay, they're empty, and they became worth nothing. You see the Pontiac Silver Dome? They eventually tried to blow it up. Even that didn't go very well. That did work. <laughs> Remember, they caught, that cost some ungodly amount of money, $300 million to build in the 80s, and some guy bought it for four hundred grand. <laughs> right, and his plan? Blow it up. Blow it up, part it out. So probably going to build apartments there or something. But um, that's what will happen to the Southwest. That's what will happen. I mean, you know what? I don't think, you know, nobody wants to report on it, but you know, I drive around. I'm on the road all day, every day now, it seems like, and... You go all over this valley, you know, you're talking about the percentage of Hispanics and then what percentage of them are here illegal, and if they all go home, all those houses are going to be empty. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour, where the blind leads the stupid. Kick back, relax, and start drinking, and leave the driving to us. By now the fighting will be close at hand. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour on a Friday. We're broadcasting from Arizona. So depending on where you listen, expecting a high of about 107 today. Beautiful sunny skies. If you're the last person out of Chicago, please turn out the lights today when you're heading this way. Because everybody's here. This is uh, the beginning, the kickoff of the great classic car auction migration. Where people go visit when America actually built things. Which are now becoming, there's a mania in the classic car market. And the market's really cycling. You know, of course, any people that follow these things know that the old Camaros and Chevelles, you know, 30 years ago took off. And before that, it was the 50s hot rods. And, 
and the uh, tea bucket roadsters and the 30 stuff, and uh, now that's all just plateaued and is really there's it's, the market is just flooded with it. They're they're not appreciating, but what's appreciating is pickup trucks from the uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, and any four wheel drive, and then cars you wouldn't even think about. You know, IROC Z Camaros, 80 Camaros, Mustangs from the 70s and 80s that were worth nothing. You know, the uh, the Charlie's Angels Cobra. You know, that was basically a Ford Pinto that. Uh, you know, nobody wanted there. All that stuff starting to cycle because the people that saw them when they were kids are now starting to realize, well, or their parents had them that they want one, or they had one in high school and uh, you know they went to the drive-in. And of course, I think it's all going to end in the '90s. I think the '90s will be the end of it all. So the kids that were in high school in the '90s are not going to yearn for any classic uh, Hyundai's. Kia's, <laughs> Toyotas, nobody, because that's what everybody had, you know. Starting in the '90s, that all started. So, I mean, it, I think, and the the hobby will just eventually just die. So, I think that's where it's going. You're one of our customers, uh, Mark. Back for 2018, 55 years of Mustangs. When you walk into our convention center Friday and Saturday, you'll be greeted by. 55 years of Mustang history. We'll have on display one example of each year Ford Mustang from 64 to 2018. Each example will be an original, unique car. Some will be low miles, rare models, unique option, or maybe just a basic Mustang. Well, it'll be a mix of cars that'll give the visitor a very unique and once-in-a-lifetime Mustang experience. If you're interested in putting your car in this special display, email us today. Send a brief description of your car and a couple of photos to Ponies in the Smokies at yahoo.com. Hmm. Huh. This, I guess it's in the Smokies, right? I don't know. This was here waiting for me. Arlene gave it to me. Ponies in the Smokies.com. So, ponies in the Smokies at yahoo.com. At yahoo.com. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. Look it up. If you're a Mustang, I'm not a Ford guy. I'm a GM guy. So, but, uh, still a great day to be alive. I'm sorry. I get sidetracked easily. I'm at the age now, ladies and Germans, where I, you know, I start doing things at home, and I get halfway through a project, and I see something in the corner of my eye, and I start a new project, and then that begats into another project, and before you know it, i got four unfinished projects. My wife comes home and said, what would you do all day? <laughs> You're exhausted. I'm exhausted, and I look around, and I go, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where to go. How about this? How about this? Okay, this, and I want to hand it to the Arizona Republic and uh, one of uh, another radio station here in Phoenix started an investigation into the uh, uh, bond overrides. Did you see any of that? I didn't. This is amazing. Now, this, of course, is the the overrides that the school district. Right. Well, well, in in. Every town in America, you see the the override vote yes on this override or that override. Where in addition to the property taxes you're already paying, right. give us it's some not more money. money. Right. right. So whether they need to build a, a building or really what they need to do is fund try to fund the pensions. Right. That's the problem. That's where all the money's going. So they don't have money for new buildings and everything. Well, they did a little investigation out here, and it turns out that right here in the desert. We have swampland. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yep, we've got the swamp. It, it starts here and it works its way up. 
It turns out that the overrides, and by the way, the taxpayers have voted yes on every override since the millennium rolled over in the state of Arizona. Because they guilt you into it, you know? Right, it's for the children! The children, oh God, we're not going to be able to do it. Now, of course, the public school system is hemorrhaging not only money, because they get federal money for every head they can put on a desk, right? Correct. What kids well, well, part of the reason why they don't, illegal immigration, they, they're for it, because that puts more kids in right. the seat. In the seat. And, of course, all the other kids are going to private schools and charter schools, because the liberal educations are horrible. So, and I'm not just, you know, going, don't don't send letters. It's not, let me tell you, I was not a good student, okay? I did not care for teachers, right? <laughs> or principals, for that matter. They used to hit us, right? You could get a SWAT from the principal or the teacher. Maybe we need to go back to that. Right. You could get, because a lot more people like teaching back when you could whoop them. You could get beat by them. And I realized the ones that beat you, you just sat in your desk, kept your mouth shut. And there was a few teachers that actually educated me. So, uh, history, obviously. But um, for the most part, no. <laughs> so, but anyway, you get these overrides. You know, and, and you think, well, you know, the school does it, right? That's what you think. So you think the school gets together, the parents all sit down, and they have like a torch meeting, like going after Frankenstein. We need to build a new gym. Okay? No, it doesn't work that way. They get a board together. On the board, of course, is people that are in the construction business. Huh, how about that? <clears throat> so it turns out that if you're a government contractor, it's a good idea if you're say, oh, I don't know, you build buildings to get on one of these boards. Now you get on the board and you go, yep, we need bond override number 102. That, this, look at this, school, it's right. falling down. Get these, everything. <laughs> Wonderful. Who's going to pay for it? They look around. It's like Tommy Boy. <laughs> Who's going to go on the road? Look around. He holds up his head. I'll do it. I'll pay for I'll it. I'll do it. Well, you're going to pay? What are you going to pay? I'm going to pay for all the TV advertisements, all the signs. Vote yes on 102. Yes, 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 yes. Guess who this is? This is the construction company. Guess who gets the bid? How about that? You heard it right. So now they did a study. They did a study. And they looked at, say, well, university. They do. How do they? How do they grant? You know, you have a bidding. You have a. You have a process. You've got to. Go right, right. Well, you would think that how it would work is all of these companies would submit these bids, and yeah. that they would take, you know, hypothetically the best bid, right. the lowest bid, out of a plethora of yeah, you construction think, companies. Right. You think there'd be. You know, 10, 15, 20 bids at minimum coming in. There is no shortage of construction companies out here. By the way, you people know your history. Phoenix is an Indian word. It means under construction. Okay? That's what it means. So, everything, just how it goes. Just drive around the freeways out here. You'll know what we're talking about. It's just everywhere. So, so they did a study, and they said, well, how do the, the government contractors get bids, and what percentage of them um, get another bid? So in other words, you build this building, and then you put in a bin, and you're lucky enough to get another government contract. It just so happens that after I did that one, there was another one. How about that? So he got that. They did a study, though, because, you know, this is a, talking about a lot more graft to be handed out on a university or, you know, a, a state highway or something. So they, it turns out that about 18% of the contractors get repeat bids in the state of Arizona. On the on the university and and state bid, um, 
the school board. <laughs> Are you ready for this one? So what you're saying is <laughs> it appears that the state may be a little more honest. Right, right. They're actually... But, you know, I understand that. You know, we have suppliers here, you know, and you still use some of them. We went through how many suppliers who bid, you know. You put a 100-coin order in, you know, we we Joe knows where to go to fill the order. And he knows which guy's got the best price on any given day. So, yes, you know, we it turns out, you know, the bad contractors, the bad coin wholesalers, they all got shoved aside or, you know, they're all gone or out of the business. And the good ones, you know, are the ones that still work with Patriot. So that's one thing. We're a small company. This is different. This is a school district. Fifty-eight <laughs> percent of the entire school contracts in this state have gone to the same companies over and over and over again. Then they went back and looked at it. They went back and looked at it. Turns out that 58% of these 100% have funded the propositions. Oh! Isn't that something? Tell you what. Wow. If you fund it right. and we get it passed, yep, you'll we'll, get make, the deal. we'll make sure that you're taken care of. It's a win-win situation. Now, I'm sure nobody on the board gets paid off ever. No. Never. And, you know, that's all straight. And there's no graft being handed out. It just so happens that uh, ABC Construction just does it better than the other nine million companies. So, so the Arizona Republic is doing this expose, and I read it again, buried way in the back. But I got to hand it to them. So, the the swamp, the swamp is everywhere, and it's here, and there really is nowhere to hide. But you know what? People don't care. No, they're they, too busy. They don't care. Everybody's like, they don't watch everything. Look at Wall Street's going crazy. Everything's going crazy. You cannot turn on any room. This is the only talk radio show in the entire country today that will actually talk about issues. The rest of it's going to be Trump, Clinton. I mean, it's all going to be the Russia. Same. Right, Russia. <laughs> just goes everywhere. It's the stock market. You see 60 Minutes last week with uh, the gal did the interview with the head of the state-run Russian Times. I did. You didn't see that? I'm sorry. I hear the word Russian now, and I feel like I've got to go to the liquor cabinet and start drinking. Get some vodka. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what makes Russia better than us. <laughs> see, vodka makes It's a great you, drinking game. Right, vodka makes you talk over here. Whiskey just puts you to <laughs> But uh, anyway, they, uh, they said, well, here's how they interfered with the election. Okay. Okay, they only ran... Uh, they didn't so much run pro-Trump things on the, on their RT, what they call it, Russia Today, is the name of their, their, their program. Okay. Apparently huge. A lot of people watch this. They have it in Spanish, Asia. I mean, this is a big deal. So, But last time I checked, you actually had to be in the United States to cast a vote. Right, right, to vote. So uh, the fact that the Spanish and the Asian countries are playing this, I don't understand. Well, it turns out here's the whole case. Okay. All right, I'm going to help you people. The whole case is not that Russia was pro-Trump. Russia was just anti-Hillary. <laughs> okay? So they go, you guys put all this anti-Hillary lawsuits, emails, leaks, senders, this, that, everything, and you guys ran it all day long. And the Russian gal looked at the, at the 60 Minutes gal and said, well, CNN ran I hate Trump all day, every day. So what's the difference? We hate Hillary. You guys hate Trump. What's the difference? And there is none. This is the collusion, by the way. This is the big scandal. You know what they called it? They called they called it media weaponry. How about that? I like how they threw the word weapon in there. Yep. Yeah. Media weaponry. So it's a big deal. Well, you know, information is a big deal. So do you really think they programmed all the people that are 
You know, I don't know who's in their basement watching Russia Today or Russian Times on television. Maybe they were sending subliminal messages through the TV, and if you didn't have your tinfoil helmet on, it was right affecting you. It must have. It worked. And then you see, was it De Niro yesterday? Did you see that? What is wrong with people? You know, there's a new movie out with Tom Hanks and uh, Merle Streep. And, you know, this one, yeah, it's about the times or something. It looks kind of good. Lori goes, that looks good. I go, well, Merle Streep, you know, got on the stage and hammered Trump. I'm not going to go watch it, so I'm done with her. And I hate to be that way. I don't, go, listen, I don't go to the movies. I don't watch the NFL anymore. I'm running out of things to do. See, it's crazy. It is crazy. And, and there are so many things coming at you from every media outlet. Even, you know, your cell phone. You can't even remember the... I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm coming into your living room with microwave ovens and steel-belted radios. And you're like, just leave me alone. But we're not going to do it. The only thing left is AM radio. So this is it. And the shows suck. Michael Savage, he talk, you talk about the worry about the president. I think Michael Savage has lost his mind. So I haven't listened to him. You don't listen to him either. So, well, I'm, I know everyone else does. I do it all for you now. Yeah, right. That's what I'm relying on. Well, you know, when you do the when you do this show, it takes a lot to get out the news every day. Every day. And then when you're done, you got to run a gold company, right? That's it's it. tough. you got to work with all the customers. So it's enough to get that out. I mean, my wife used to look at me, you know, when I was on the air. Two decades of morning radio. She goes, turn on the news. I go, what do you want to know? I am the news. Right. <laughs> I get in my wife's car. She's got, like satellite news on. I'm like, turn that on! <laughs> oh, God help us all. You know, it's Friday. We're all above ground. And uh, we're here listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, a constitutional attorney, and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Height. The only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. This famous quote was from British statesman Edmund Burke, who was born on this day, January 12, in 1729. He is considered one of the most influential orators in the British Parliament, and he stood as a staunch defender of the rights of the American colonies and an outspoken opponent of the slave trade. In fact, Edmund Burke was a very influential figure to our founding fathers. Modern conservative theorist Russell Kirk said that the framers of the American Constitution borrowed deliberately and liberally from the English Constitution. The American framers took for their model the English Constitution as it stood between 1760 and 1787, the years when Burke loomed so large in the House of Commons. In a letter to a member of the National Assembly, penned in 1791, Edmund Burke wrote, What is liberty without wisdom and without virtue? It is the greatest of all possible evils, for it is folly, vice, and madness without restraint. Men are qualified for civil liberty in exact proportion to their disposition to put moral chains upon their own appetites. You see, Edmund Burke and our founding fathers understood the distinct difference between license to do whatever one wishes and the liberty of a free society under the constraint of moral law. That's why the framers wisely followed Burke's philosophy and gave us a constitutional republic, not a democracy. They recognized that rule by simple majority of the mob is no different than the tyranny of an all-powerful monarch. 
all men must be subject to a higher moral law, and only with a self-governing population under a set of common laws and systems can a society truly have liberty. Many today want to destroy our constitutional rule of law, as they target the electoral college, checks and balances in our government, or even basic social and civil laws in our communities. I hope we all say an extra prayer today in thanks for the wisdom of Edmund Burke and our constitutional framers. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Whether it's the vision of our founding fathers, the courage of our veterans, the moral compass of Christopher Columbus, or the fortitude of presidents like Lincoln and Reagan, the truth of history should not be undercut by liberal ideology. At Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, we honor history even as we look to the future. Join us at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Yeah, listen to that song, man. It's like going back in time. And we played that on the shortwave at night in the early 90s. Isn't that something? Robbie Noel picked that song out. I don't think Robbie's still with us. I think he may have passed. He went we, to, a, we, went to we, another country, and no one's heard from him in the last we couple tried, of years. We tried to find him. So I don't know what happened to him. About 60, 70 days ago, I put Wendy on it. and, yeah. and Nobody can find him. So I haven't heard from him. Either, you know, he had a stroke and... Robbie. Remember Robbie from South Africa? Rhodesia. Um, Rhodesia. So, Zimbabwe, whichever one. <laughs> <laughs> when you lose a the country, they just change the name. How about that? <laughs> so, I don't even know where to, to start. Um, I mean, we probably ought to discuss what you've been discussing. The, the, the market psyche and the fundamentals of what we're witnessing today has been done before and but not in this country and i think what you're starting to see here with these manias is the uh the onset of hyperinflation and i think we're going to be heading that way you look at the bitcoin thing they actually you know this is nothing this is just an electronic trading platform that consists of nothing i don't know anyone who takes them i'm sure somebody well, does. you go out to the website today there was a a bitcoin convention but they they set it up to where they were going to, you paid with Bitcoin, they couldn't get it done. And right. so you, you had to pay with cash. You, had to, you couldn't use the Bitcoin to get in. And that was the whole idea of it. And, of course, it's illegal, you know. Well, not that that matters anymore. But it, it has to be offshore. You can't make money. Okay, well, let me put that. You can't mint money. Okay? Correct. It's against the law. Well, the Treasury can do it. Well, Article one who tried to do the silver coin thing a while back, remember? Right, and they shut him they down. They shut him down. And... Uh, Fed, yeah, NorFed. Yeah, they shut him down. You can't make it. So they shut NorFed down. This is offshore. And I'm just watching. The simple fact now, there is actually a bug, a little ticker bug, on Fox Business News that says U.S. dollar slash Bitcoin. Next to the U.S. dollar Canadian dollar, U.S. dollar Euro. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? Do you understand the ramifications of this? That they're looking at just creating a currency that isn't backed by a government at all? Why not pay off the national debt with it? Why not do that? Really run it up to, you know, I don't know, a trillion dollars a coin. Do you think any of this is new? Tom Foley, Speaker of the House in 92. Let's mint one coin. One coin. Why not just get, you know, let's just run. Okay, let's just, somebody buys, war. Warren, they give Warren Buffett everything, okay? Right. Remember this? Right. Oh, yeah, uh, AIG can't pay any of the mortgage insurance. 
I'll give it to Warren Buffett. Give him. He'll, he'll, he'll take right. care he'll of it. He'll buy all the shares. He gets 100 He'll buy everything. Right. We'll just give him the money. That's how they did it. So, so that's how they did it. He just buys Bitcoin. They run it up. One Bitcoin is now worth $70 trillion in unfunded liabilities. And you pay everything off. And that's what we have, by the way. We have $70 trillion. Oh, at least. At you're, least. Being, you're being kind. I know. But say we got $70 trillion. And what I mean is that's what they promised people. That's if you get your Social Security statement. That if you have a bond ladder or bond funds, they have to pay this. This is the interest that they owe. It's gone. It ain't there. So they're going to have to do something. So we're heading to hyperinflation. Wall Street is showing this. Yeah. And really, I call it the stagflation because the one part that you don't get in this one, and I know they're trying to convince you that you are, you're not making any money. Here's what I don't get either. So now they're showing, like, you get the occasional Bitcoin transaction, and, like, someone wanted to buy a house with Bitcoin, and, and this has all been done. Let me go back to the 80s when the silver, when a Carson City silver dollar was worth six figures. hundred grand. They didn't know how many of them there were, and there were only a few that serviced. hundred grand. A guy sold his home in California for three bucks. Okay? He took three. Carson said he sold it out. 300 grand home. You're talking about probably a $10 million Legal, lawful, constitutional tender. Right. So I didn't want the one. Here, he recorded the sale as three bucks. Wrote the whole thing off as a loss. The IRS went nuts. Right. Went nuts. When somebody in Nevada tried to pay his employees uh, in gold pieces. Right. Right. At $20 space value. Yeah. Actually, the guy was stupid. He was doing it with gold eagles. Remember at 50, <laughs> I go, hey, stupid. Get a 20. You'll do much better. You'll do even right. better. Right. So... And that, you know, technically, you can only take 10000 out of the country, right? $10,000 out of the country uh, without, you know, paying duties. And so if you do that in $20 gold pieces, <laughs> so 10000 divided by 20, what is that, 500 of them? 500 of them, yeah. yeah. So that's a lot of money. That's a gonna, lot of gold pieces. I don't know if I try it. I don't know if it'll work. I'm not recommending it. Uh, Ramon, play that little disclaimer real quick. <laughs> You probably don't want to be uh, citing uh, edicts from the Constitution when you're standing at the uh, customs line. <laughs> probably not a great idea. <laughs> Constitution, that's an old piece of paper. You know, let's go way back into history, though. Where, where do we got to go to? Was it 2010 where they bailed out General Motors? What year was that? Oh, God, that was like 07. 07? Yeah. Okay, 08. Maybe 08. See, you can tell I'm getting old. I'm yeah. like, uh, everything just... I remember what happened in high school perfectly. I couldn't tell you what my wife said to me this morning. Right. Well, so, it's there you just go. the way it is, right? So, um, so they bail out GM. You know the fast of the Obama bankruptcy. Guess what? Just made it onto the shores of Long Beach. The Chinese Cadillacs are here. They're here now. The Glates are here. Yep, the Chinalacs, I call them. So, <laughs> so the Chinalacs are here. I saw one go by. You know what we're not seeing in this great economic boom? Did it have a deadhead sticker on it? <laughs> that. Little temp. You don't see new cars anymore. You don't see them. Who can afford them? Nobody can afford them. You don't see them. And you know, here you got the Dow at twenty five thousand. Twenty five thousand. Almost listen, closing in on twenty six. I know. Well, it's all part of it. All of it. Let me just remind you: when the Dow went from uh, two to ten thousand, a new Chevy Suburban went from nine thousand to forty thousand, probably thirty or forty thousand. The, the the Dow is inflation. Do you understand that? That is your inflation meter. Gold, they hate gold. Now, somehow, uh, Bitcoin, which is the electronic gold, they call it, is okay to go to, what, 27000 a coin? 
but gold at 1500 Oh, my God! Okay. Hide the women and children! Right, so, because there's no political axe to grind with Bitcoin. There's no political axe to grind. You know, it doesn't... Well, because you know what? They really know. Most of the... the the uh, the powers that be know you can't do anything with Bitcoin. Right, can't do nothing. You can't really do anything with gold, it. Gold, so you can do a lot. Do, gold, you absolutely can't. Yep. There's uh, people used to go, well, who do I sell it to? You know, when I first opened, and you know, after the five years of people standing out holding up signs, cash for gold, <laughs> nobody asks that anymore. <laughs> Listen, now you can get a haircut. Sell your gold, get your shoes polished, all at the same place. Yep, you can do it all down in City Hall. So, so I don't know. So here's, I don't think we're going to see a crash, and I'll tell you why. I think we're heading into hyperinflation. Keep an eye on the oil market. The oil markets could spiral very quickly. Keep an eye on Iran. I would not be surprised. They've got a revolution going over there. We told you this years ago, you know, and in Saudi Arabia, the Gen Xers over there, the millennials over there, despise the royal families. They can't stand them. And I mean, you've got, you have a revolution coming in the Middle East. And it's going to come from within. We really don't even have to touch it. We're best to just stay out of it and watch what happens and then put another Saddam Hussein in. (laughs) Patriot Radio News Hour on a Friday. Catching up on all the history. We'll be back. Patriot Radio News Hour on a Jack Daniels Friday. Brought to you by the Patriot Trading Room at Old Number 7. Man, I tell you, it's great to be back. Thanks for allowing me into your lives today. It's, uh, look forward to getting in my Fridays every now and then. When the honeymoon's over on this equity market, I don't think we're going to crash. Start talking about that going in, because I'll tell you why. When, when you had George Bush in and Obama, they loved it. They knew they could crash it. They knew they could buy assets at pennies on the dollar. Look at BlackRock and all the real estate they bought, and all the people in the, uh, that came in and bought up this town at you know thirty to forty cents on the dollar into the real estate markets. And you know Trump was like, "Oh yeah, you need money." Yeah, call Buffett or I mean uh, Bush, and they just told him what to do. I hear you quote Neil Kashkari all yeah. the time. Well, he ran the tarp, right? We he, we called him Cash and Carry. He just handed out money, and Bush just signed anything, anything. Oh yeah, they need AIG. They need money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, State Farm can't pay off their annuity holders. Yeah, give them money. Every insurance company turn American Express into a bank. Okay, credit card companies into banks. They just ran amok. Did the president stop it? No, he didn't do anything. You think Trump will give these guys the money? The people that hate them? No, he won't. He won't bail out AIG. He won't bail out State Farm. He won't bail out American Express. He won't bail out the banks and Bank of America. God, remember all of that? It was crazy. He won't do it. So they won't crash it. Instead, they're going the other way. We're going to hyperinflation. And it's already here, really, when you look at what the cost of everything is. I mean, it is just crazy. I don't know if you saw the CPI report today. They came out and talked about, here's here's what got more expensive. Rent, health care, automobiles, automobile insurance, you know, you, you name the who's who of all the major bills that a household has, right? Your rent mortgage, uh, your cars, and your insurances, all of them rising, right? Right, And and it's the same thing, and I've been telling you, and I call it stagflation instead of hyperinflation, because hyperinflation would mean you're going to at least start making all these big bucks. Listen, $11 an hour at Walmart 
isn't going to fix anything. And and really, the other story is, hey, yeah, we did go to 11, but we also fired 11,000 people the other day because we're right. closing all the Sam's Clubs and we're going to get rid of a bunch of the baggers and, and cut the staff. And that's the part they don't tell you about. Yeah, it would take a dollar collapse, which Wall Street can't well, rally without a dollar collapse. Let me tell you, the dollar just hit a new low, uh, multi-year low this this morning, right now it's down 60 basis points, 91.30. Uh, gold's up another 10 bucks. Just broke another back, uh, broke above uh, resistance. Gold's up at 1,332 dollars, and it's just like I've been telling you: the dollar's headed into the 80s this year. Wow, it's going well, much, much, much lower over the next 10 years. Well, there's your equity market rally right there, but ultimately it works its way into everything. And that's the problem. You talk about oil. Oil, $64. We have more oil pumping in this country than we've ever had before. Inventory levels are enormous. And and oil still, it looks like, is 80? 80 is more than possible. We got trillions and trillions and trillions being created out of thin air. Nobody even, they don't count the money. President's not going to count the debt. There's never been a Wall Street company ever pay off debt. They go bankrupt. That's just how they do it. And, of course, to get there, you just got everything has to go parabolic, and that's what's going to happen here. You know it. I know it. They're never going to be able to pay. You know what's interesting? I heard this the other day, that for every $1 in GDP, we go $5.30 in debt. So stop and think about that. So if you do a million, you're a small business, you do a million dollars in business a year, you have to borrow five million three hundred grand to do a million dollars in business. You can't stay in business that way. That's all the Wall Street does anyway. Those are just debt instruments. And that's that's all they are. It's just borrowed money. And that's what the country is. I couldn't believe we had $5.30 to the national debt for every dollar we we do in GDP. And, th- and this is it. In every, you know, in every decade you see that number rise and rise and rise because this is how we've decided to do it when we allowed the central bank to have full control when we went full-blown fiat money. This is it. This is what happens when you create it out of thin air and you operate the printing press 24-7. First thing you do is you stop counting. No more M1, no more M2. Let's not tell anybody anything. Now we don't even want to talk about the debt. We don't want to talk about uh, how much it's going up every year. Let's let's forget it. Let's just stop talking. Remember 3% of GDP? That right. was the, the, the holy grail of debt. Now we're approaching 6% and nobody ever says a word now it's just changed the mark so so now you got but you got a whole different set of fundamentals now you've got the uh, chinese redback getting ready to go floating right that's going to become an exchange they're going to start clearing trades in the the chinese yuan which is essentially now setting the stage they got uh reserve currency status last year and and they're just now getting ready to take their place on the center stage. you got to think how ridiculous this is. Everything they make everywhere. But yet somehow uh, Fox Business News puts a bug up U.S. dollars to bitcoins, yeah. but not to Chinese wants. <laughs> this is how afraid they are of this thing. Could it become the world's currency? Absolutely. You know, is it coincidence that all of a sudden every central banker that has talked this year Okay, now we're up to four because two more came out, uh, and I'll do that next week. It's now all talking about the new price targeting levels 
right? Forget this. Oh, that 2%, that was a failure, 2%, right? Now they're all talking, well, I don't know, about four. And you talk about the hyperinflation. And we've been telling you forever and ever, that 2%, that was like a starting number, right? Now already, they're already now on oh, four, and you know what comes after four, eight, and then 16? You know how it's going to go. Well, you know, this was, uh, here's, well, look at where you have it. You got it in some markets. Multi-million dollar homes everywhere. They are everywhere. It's the largest supply ever in the history of this country. And now China's talking about not buying U.S. debt once their currency goes floating. You know why? Because they have to sell their own. That's why. Bingo. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment on a Friday. Man, it's an awesome day. We'll be back after these messages. Well, yeah, hot rod week coming up. My favorite week of the year. I love it out here in Bear Jackson. I miss my running buddy, my daughter Leanne, though. She uh, she got married and moved to Washington, and uh, she, she loved the hot rod cars. So I don't. She's not gonna make them out. Make it out this week. And then you know, last night, I mean, I got to tell you, you got to thank God for the grandchildren. They're something. So I came home, and my granddaughter is, you know, not even two years old, just comes running across the room and dives on me. Papa! <laughs> That's a great feeling. So I know we're not here to make you feel good, though. <laughs> How about this? You think history, you talk about stagflation? You know, if you go back to stagflation, everything just went wrong. Anything you can think of. Remember the Ford Pinto catching on fire, and the, you know, if, it, if you rear-ended it? And then the Firestone 500s would just implode going down the road. I don't know. You probably don't remember that, but that was a huge deal. We called that the Detroit suicide plan. You get a Ford Pinto on Firestone 500s, you'll never make it to lunchtime. Well, it turns out Goodyear has been covering up. And the, and the course have actually helped them. Apparently, they've got their own 500 tire now that went on RVs. They've had over 600 wrecks, an amount of people hurt and deaths in these RV tires. And Goodyear has been able to go to court and say, we don't want any of this publicized because it will give away trade secrets as to how the tires are made. How about that? Maybe that should be uh, devolved so other people don't make tires that blow up and kill people. I'm coming? just saying. I know. See, that's... That's, that's the, how it all works. You're not allowed to, to you know, get together and, and to hold these companies to the fire. They get it all kept secret, and they, nobody gets to go, like, Wells Fargo. How well, Wells Fargo, anything else, Wells Fargo is out of business for what they did. And yet, here they still are. Right. Right? There, because they get, why? They get bailed out. Because they get taken care of. But we invest in failure and penalize success. How about Jack in the Box going, oh, God, minimum wage is horrible, $10. Oh, God, we're going to put automated kiosks in. It's going to happen. Yeah, go ahead. But you know what? How much really is wages affecting Jack in the Box? You remember Rodney Allen Rippey? He was on TV, you know, before your time. This little kid, cute little kid. And uh, he goes, the Jumbo Jack's too big to eat. Well, the Jumbo Jack, and they had a little sign, 39 cents, Okay. Minimum wage, the day they made that commercial, was $3.25 in America. Jack in the Box, I looked it up last night. A Jumbo Jack, I looked it up on okay. I was surprised. I actually thought it was going to be more money, but it's $3.19, not uh, 39 So it's gone up a little bit. So now, technically, if, that much, if Jack in the Box hamburger making is that wage sensitive, 
They should have put a kiosk in a long time, a long time ago. Because right now, I mean, if you had three twenty-five an hour and thirty-nine cent jumbo jacks, and you got what is it, ten dollars an hour now at three nineteen, that hasn't quite caught up. We're going to need more like twenty-nine dollars an hour. Well, listen, you twenty-nine said, an hour. Go back at J Box. Go, go back ten, maybe even twelve years ago, and you were saying, hey, the minimum wage's got to go to fifteen. Right, and, I said and, years and, ago. And now, years you, ago. And now you already know. I already know. Fifteen ain't enough. It ain't even close. You're not getting out of the basement. Yeah, you're not. And I love these guys. Twenty nine would do I, it. I love these guys that come out on TV and say, "Well, the minimum wage was never meant to be a livable wage." Right. But yet, the same guys that say that to you when they were in their teens and in their twenties had to live on it. You could live on the right. minimum wage because you know that to be true you know it to be true because you did it how about this jack in the box website leave you with this on this weekend go to jackjobs.com and i'm not kidding i'm not kidding so hey thanks for allowing me in joe patriot radio news hour this friday beautiful 70 degree day in the valley hot rods next week call us 1-800-951-0592